Welcome to this inspirational message from Pastor Michelle Lefebure. We pray you're impacted and blessed as you listen. Life, and I'm pretty sure that most of us have a need for supernatural breakthrough in some aspects of our lives. Amen. I know that I don't know that I don't think that I know anyone who doesn't need some form of breakthrough in their lives. And I'm very sure that we would like to see the reality of these breakthroughs come to pass sooner rather than later. Amen. If I need breakthrough in my life, it's because I've got something that I urgently needs change. So something that needs, something needs to happen in this aspect of my life. And one thing we know is the challenges of life are always there and the challenges of life are here to stay. Sadly, I hate to say amen to that. The reality is this is earth and not heaven. How many of you have noticed? Amen. Praise God. And this is not a perfect world. There are challenges that we're going to face, whether we like it or not. But praise God for the God of grace and the God of mercy and the God who comes through for us in our time of need. Can you say amen to that? So like everyone else, I too am believing God for breakthrough in various aspects of my life and ministry in 2020. I really want to stir up in you this morning great faith in our great God. I want to stir up in you this morning the knowledge that God can do anything. Nothing is impossible for him. Not only that, I want to stir up in you the belief system, the belief that God not only can come through for you, but that he will come through for you. Can you say amen to that? I don't know what it is that you are believing God for. This is between you and God. Between you and God, there are specific things that are specific to every person. But whatever it is throughout this, uh, this ministry this morning, I want to encourage you to identify the areas of breakthrough that you need. It may be in the area of your finances. It may be in the area of relationships. It, it may be, there are so many different areas for different people. It may be your health. It may, may be um, all kinds of things. But whatever it is, this morning as I minister this word to you, I'm asking you to think about one thing particularly, which is a very, very crucial thing in your life that you need breakthrough in. And begin to put your faith in Jesus because he's the Lord of breakthrough. Can you say amen to that? Jesus will come through for you. Amen. I want to say this to you again. Jesus will come through for you as you put your trust in him. Now these supernatural breakthroughs that we are talking about are what gives us testimonies to share regarding the goodness and the power of God. You know, every time I get a supernatural breakthrough because I've brought in a prayer to the Lord and I've stood in faith and God has come through for me, it gives me a testimony to share to someone else. It gives me something that I can say, look what God has done in my life. If he's done it for me, he will do it for you. All you have to do is trust in him and put your faith in him. Amen. 
So these breakthroughs are very important for us as believers because I know one thing is testimony. When you have a testimony to share with somebody, it builds their faith. Can you say amen to that? You know, if I come to you and I say, this is what God has done for me. You know, I was sharing with somebody uh, uh, two or three days ago what God did for my car. You will remember about a month or so, no more, it's about three months now ago, how uh, God did such a miracle for my motor car. I mean, it's just incredible. You know, when I was sharing it with them, it blessed them. It built their faith that God is cares enough for you to... I don't know if I can use heal, but to restore your car. Wow. In a miraculous way, in a supernatural way, without anybody working on it. God can do that. Amen. Some of you think, Pastor Michel, what did you eat last night? Nothing. I ate normal food. Praise God. God is a God of the impossible. Come on, church. God is a God of the impossible. And we've got to believe him for the impossible. The impossible is the things that you and I can't do in our own power. The things that we can't do in our own strength. The things that we can't accomplish by ourselves. We need God to come through. That's what a breakthrough is. And I believe that it is God's heart that we should experience his supernatural action in our lives regularly. Come on, say this with me. Regularly. Not just once every 30 years. No. And then for the next 29 years you suffer. No, no, no. God doesn't want that. He wants you to experience breakthrough all the time. But you need to believe him. You need to get rid of, fa- of fear. You need to get rid of anxiety. You need to, to cooperate with the spirit of God. But I'm going to share a little bit more about that later on. How do you, how do you get those breakthroughs? How, do you, how, does it, how does it come your way? But the bottom line is God wants us to walk in a, in a breakthrough relationship with him on a daily basis. Because that's what gives him glory. Can you say amen to that? In the book of John chapter 10 verse 10. By the way, I don't, I don't think you put the title of this message up. I never saw it. Maybe I wasn't looking. But I want you to quickly, before you put that scripture, put that title up because I want you to see it. I want, you, I want this to remain in your heart this morning. That's what we're talking about. Obtaining breakthrough. Obtaining breakthrough. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 10, this is the, word of, the words of Jesus. He said, I have come. Okay, it says the thief doesn't come. We, that's talking about the enemy. We don't want to worry too much about that. But the second part of our scripture says, I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. So I personally believe that God wants, is a God of increase. More abundantly means more abundantly. More than what you had before. More abundance. More abundance. It's not just talking of finances. Abundance is not just finances. Abundance is a lot. There's a lot of stuff. It's the fullness of our lives. All the compartments of our lives. God wants us to walk in life and in more abundant life all the time. All the time. All the time. He's a God of increase. He's a God of multiplication. We got to believe him for increase. We got to believe him for multiplication all the time. And this doesn't necessarily come in a linear fashion. But in general, when you look back, you should be able to see growth. You should be able to see increase and multiplication in your life if you put your faith in the Lord. So we know that it is the will of God that we should have breakthrough on a regular basis. But there is a principle 
that we need to understand regarding the realities of obtaining breakthroughs from the Lord. And this is this morning what I want to show you from Scripture and what I want to speak about this morning. And there is a principle, a spiritual principle that is very important for us to grasp if we are to, to walk in that level of breakthrough every single day of our lives. Now here, here is the principle. I want you to hear this clearly. Breakthroughs come to those who seek the Lord of the breakthroughs and not just the breakthroughs of the Lord. I'm going to say that again. Breakthroughs come to those who seek the Lord of the breakthroughs and not just the breakthroughs of the Lord. Amen. This is very important, church. This is a very important principle. Very important. I'm going to show you that in Scripture in a minute. In the days of Jesus' ministry, when you go back to his ministry, the hearts of the people of God at that time, it was Israel. Israel, the church hasn't been birthed yet. It was Israel. So the hearts of God's people had gone so far from him that Jesus had to teach them the principles of the kingdom of God. And so Jesus' ministry consisted of two things. One, he preached the principles of the kingdom of God. The other one is he demonstrated those principles. He demonstrated the kingdom and he preached the kingdom. Because the hearts of the people had gone into religion. They had learned religion as taught by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the leaders of the Jews, the leaders of the people of God at the time. So they were taught religion, but not a love relationship with God. So the people were into a works program, because that's what religion is all about. Religion will get you into a works program. But God is not into a works program, he's into a relationship with you. That's what God wants. He's not into do this and do that and do that, he's into walk in love with me, have a deep relationship with me. Amen? <clears throat> so Jesus taught in Matthew 6.33, one of the very first things that Jesus taught, he thought this, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these breakthroughs, come on church, say it with me, all these breakthroughs, you know these things that he's talking about, all these things are your breakthroughs. The things that you need, the things that you want to see to pass, coming to pass in your life. Jesus said, seek first, first. Put your eyes first on the kingdom, on the kingdom of God. Then all these breakthroughs will be added unto you. So we don't seek the breakthroughs of the Lord. We seek the Lord of the breakthroughs. And when we seek the Lord of the breakthroughs, the breakthroughs will be added unto us. Can you say amen to that? God looks at the heart. He sees the motives, the priorities of our hearts. God sees what's in your heart. You know, your hearts, <clears throat> you know, when it's talking about the heart, it's talking about the soul of man. Do you know that your thoughts don't come from your brain? 
Your thoughts come from your soul. That's where your, your, your thoughts come. They come from your heart, the inner man, the soul, and it translates into your brain. But the thoughts are generated from your soul. And God looks at the soul of man or the heart of man. He knows your motives. He knows your thoughts because he can see them. Amen. The Bible tells us that he does not look at the outer appearance. You know, to be quite honest with you, God couldn't care less how you come dressed when you come to church. You know, religious people, uh, you know, sometimes when you watch them, they have to look like they're going to visit the Queen of England when they come to church. Now, I'm not saying you mustn't dress well. Praise God who you do. But I'm trying to tell you this morning, God couldn't care how you dress. As long as you are decent, that's very important for other people around you. God couldn't care less. I could come and preach in my shorts this morning. I know this will cause a bit of a stir, but if I did as a pastor, God could not care less. Will that make any difference to the message? No. Will that make any difference to my worship? No. He doesn't look at the outer appearance. I don't dress in a nice shirt and nice pants because of God. I do that as a sign of respect for you. That's for me, you know you dress well when you have people visiting you. How many of you, when you have visitors, that you invite people for dinner, you, 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 you put your, your pajamas on and you don't do your hair, you look like, like a mop, you know? Uh, I, I don't think anybody does that, amen? When you have guests coming your, uh, your way, you, you, you dress decent. Why do you do that? You do that as a sign of respect for them, Amen? But uh, we don't dress well in order to please God. Not at all, because God doesn't look at the outer appearance. He looks at the heart. What's in your soul is what matters to God. What is in your soul? What are your thoughts? What are your motives? And when the moment had come to choose a replacement for King Saul, because King Saul started well, but at some stage he went off the rails and he started doing all kinds of things, God spoke to the prophet Samuel about that. And look what he said to him. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. He says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance. He was talking here about David because God had chosen David. Why? Because David was a man after God's own heart. His heart was focused on the Lord. Do not look at his appearance. And David was a young man. And and so God said to Samuel, don't look at that, at his physical stature. Because, uh, sorry, no, he's talking about Saul. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up here. Do not, Saul was a big man. He was tall. He was, he was charismatic. He was one who, who, who was a born leader. That was Saul. He was good looking. God said to Samuel, don't look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So God had already chosen David, not because David was good looking, but because David had a beautiful heart towards God. Amen. Whereas Saul was good looking on the outside, he was tall and he was very charismatic, but his heart had turned away from God. So Jesus quoted from the prophet Isaiah as he was speaking to the Pharisees this one time and he quoted from the prophet Isaiah. This is what he said. Matthew chapter 15 verse 8. It's recorded. These are the words of Jesus. These people draw near to me with their mouth or with their lips. They honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me. 
I want to say this to you. Breakthroughs will come on a regular basis to those who maintain a relationship, a heart relationship with God on a continuous basis. We do not serve God for what we can get out of him. God is not a slot machine. He's not a one-arm bandit. Can you say amen to that? You know those things you find in casinos. Uh, you put some coins in and you pull the arm, amen, and you hope that there will be at least 50 coins that will come out. You know, most people sit there and they spend all their money. What they don't realize is these machines are programmed to just swallow your money. And for every hundred persons who put money in there, maybe one will get some money back. The rest of them go home with a long face because they've spent all their money. They got nothing back. Amen. So don't go play one on bandits trying to get money because they're designed to swallow your money. And one on bandit is hungry for one thing, your bucks. All he wants to do is eat your bucks. You're not going to become rich by going to the casino and pulling this thing. But God is not a one on bandit. We don't serve God because of what we can get out of him. What we get out of him is a consequence of our love for him, walking with him, building a relationship, maintaining an intimate relationship with God. So what's more important for God is what is in our heart. If you want supernatural breakthrough in your life, you need to place the God of the supernatural above all else in your life. He must be above everything else. If you say, I surrender my heart to the Lord, well, that's what it means. That means you have surrendered your life to God. That means he's the Lord of your life. Amen. He's not just your savior. So at one day you die, you will end up in heaven. He's also your Lord. In other words, you, we, we walk in obedience to him. We, we surrender our lives to him. And whatever he says goes in my life and goes in your life. So if you want supernatural breakthrough in your life, you need to place the God of a supernatural above all else in your life. Then the breakthrough will follow. Look what it says in Psalm 23 verses 1 and verse verse 1 and 6. It's verse 1 says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What is it saying? He's saying if God is my shepherd, if God is truly the one that I follow and that I love, is my shepherd, I shall not lack anything. Come on, can you say amen to that? I shall not lack anything. When I need breakthrough, breakthrough will be there for me. That's what it means when it says, I shall not want. That means I do not lack anything. Why? Because I made the Lord my shepherd. He's the one who directs my life. He's the one to whom I'm surrendered. I surrender to his voice. When he speaks, I hear his voice and I follow. Then verse 6 says, this is the consequence of, of that kind of, of relationship. He says, surely... Absolutely for sure, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Notice it says shall follow me. It doesn't say I have to pursue these things. It doesn't say I have to run after them. It doesn't say I have to pray and fast for six months of a year. No, no, no. It says it will follow me. When? When the Lord is truly my shepherd. When the Lord is truly my shepherd. Those things will follow me all the days of my life. Those are breakthroughs. Breakthrough. Breakthrough after breakthrough. Blessing after blessing. Come on, say this with me. Breakthrough after breakthrough. 
Blessing after blessing. Come on, say it again. Breakthrough after breakthrough. Blessing after blessing shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. As I say, the Lord has to be my shepherd, the one who I love and cherish, whose voice I obey and follow. In other words, I am his sheep. I follow him because I choose to love him above all else. You know, sheep have a relationship with a good shepherd. The shepherd they are used to, they have a, a, a deep relationship. Now, sheep, the real ones, I'm talking the ones with four legs, they, they don't have much brain, so they're not aware of these things, but they relate to that shepherd. They have a connection. But we are the sheep of Jesus. We have a love relationship with him. We have a connection with him. We have an intimate relationship with him. And when we, we maintain that, the breakthroughs will follow us. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. It says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You know, I must say, the church of today, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, I do believe the church of today is a lukewarm church. A lukewarm, in general, it's a lukewarm church. We're not seeking God with all our heart. We're not sold out sometimes on the Lord. Maybe... <clears throat> Very often we're serving the Lord because of what we can get out of him, etc., etc. You know, the church has gone into a lukewarm state, the Laodicean church in the book of Revelation. But it is time, church, to break out of that. It is time to ask the Holy Spirit to put a burning passion in our hearts, a fire for Jesus in our hearts, a fire for the Father, a fire for the Spirit of God, that our, our true, uh, choice to walk with the Lord may be based on a relationship, a passion for, for God above everything else. <clears throat> you shall seek me, seek me, Jeremiah 29, 13, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. What God was telling his people Israel through the prophet Jeremiah in that particular scripture, is that they will find him. What will they find? They, that implies they will find his supernatural provision. They will find his supernatural breakthroughs. They will find his, his heart, understand his ways and all of his things when they give him first place in their hearts and in their lives. Jesus said this, John chapter 7, verse 37, he says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, come on church, are you thirsty for the relationship that you have for God, with God? Are you thirsty to have a deeper relationship with Jesus? Or are you thirsty for the breakthroughs? Let me say this to you, being thirsty for the breakthroughs is not going to help you. But if you get thirsty, come on church, if you get thirsty for Jesus, can someone say amen to that? The breakthroughs will come your way. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And then he said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Let me say this to you. When you begin to drink of Jesus, you begin to make it the center of your life. Everything you do, your thoughts, your actions, your choices. When you do that, something happens in the supernatural. Breakthrough will come your way. I can promise you that. When you seek God first and when you find him, 
You find life. You find breakthroughs. You find miracles. You find healings. You find supernatural provision when you need it. All of these things will come your way when you maintain a deep relationship with God. You know, the day you stood at, at an altar in front of a church or whatever, and you, you, you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that was the beginning of your journey. But the journey doesn't start there and end there. The journey is one where you have to walk with Jesus, uh, you know, every single day of your life. you got to seek him. you got to desire him. you got to thirst for more because there's so much more to learn about Jesus than just the first day you gave your heart to him. You have to get understanding of his ways. you got to grow your faith. There's so many things that we, we get from the Lord as he ministers to us, but that comes out of a relationship. And <clears throat> the breakthroughs also come that way. The church of Jesus Christ needs to get to the place where we seek God for himself. We're not seeking God for any other thing. We seek God for himself, not just for what he can give us. There are so many Christians when you ask them, how are you blessed? Yes, I'm so blessed. Why? Well, he gave me a brand new bicycle last week. Praise God. You know, we don't seek God for what he can give us. When people say I'm blessed, you know what generally what they're talking about? Money. Let me tell you, you are blessed because you have a deep relationship with Jesus. You are blessed because you know he died for you and that... You know, in this, in this life, you have power over the enemy. And in the next life, you will have eternal life with him. That's why you are blessed. You're not blessed because you have two million rand in the bank. Ah, I wish I could get this across to people. If you see blessing on, as, as money, money will become your God. Blessing is not to do, I'm not saying money is not a blessing. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying, you cannot make money the center of your life. You are blessed because you got Jesus full stop. I am blessed because I got Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, God desires to bring breakthroughs into our lives. And his heart is to bless his children. He wants us to have testimonies to share of what he has done in our lives. But he wants us to love him. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to desire to know him. He wants us to desire to have his presence. To seek the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives above all things. You know, when we say my life has changed. I've, I've had a conversion. It means I'm not the same. Bible says we are not new creations. Our ambitions are not the same. If you read the book of Colossians chapter 3, it begins there. It says, therefore, if you have Jesus, if, if set your minds on things above, not on things of the earth. And we make that big mistake. What do we do? We set our minds on things of the earth. And then we say, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. I want this to, to happen. No, no, no. You put your mind on things above, the Bible says, not on the things of this earth. That doesn't mean you can't have any ambitions. That doesn't mean you don't provide for your children, etc., etc., and that you don't want a good job. But every single one of these things you need to know is in the center of the will of God for your life. There is no point trying to have a house that's bigger than the neighbors when it's not the will of God for your life. Amen. You are blessed when you are the center of the will of God. 
That's the biggest blessing we could have. In other words, you're fulfilling your destiny. It's the biggest blessing that you can have. When you discover God and build a loving and intimate relationship with him, when you set your love on him, he will be attentive to you, to your needs, to your prayers, and breakthrough will come your way. Can you say amen to that? Watch what it says in Psalm 91. I, I love Psalm 91. I've learned it by heart. It's a very long, it's a fairly long psalm, but I've learned it by heart because it contains the most amazing truths about the blessings of God. Psalm 91, verse 14 to 16. Listen to that. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. That's breakthrough, by the way. When the enemy comes against you, and, and, and uh, in, in Peter warns the church. He says, don't be deceived. You know, you need to know there is an enemy that's walking around like a roaring lion. He's seeking to devour you. So God says, because you have set your love upon me, therefore, when the enemy seeks to devour you, when he comes against you, I will deliver you. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Wow. You know what that means? That means because you know him. You just don't know about him. Not just on, only know a little bit about Jesus, hear a little bit about the Holy Spirit. But you know him. When you know somebody's name in the Bible, it means you know him. You know him intimately. I will set him on high. That means I will promote him. I will bless him. I will bless that person's business, their family, their finances, their health. And so on and so on. I will bless him because he has known my name. Then verse 15 says this. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. But look how those three verses begin. Verse 14. Go back to verse 14 for me. Because he has set his love upon me. Church, we cannot continue to serve the Lord and expect miracles and breakthroughs and so on and so on only by practicing religion. In other words, religion is do this, do that. You have a relationship with a, a set of rules, but you don't have a relationship with the creator of the universe, with the one who gave his life for you and the one who is now with you and guiding you every single day of your life. You don't even hear his voice. You don't know what it sounds like because you haven't built your relationship with him. And God is saying, you want to walk in the breakthroughs. You want, you want me to deliver you. You want me uh, to set you on high. You want me to uh, uh, deliver you when you are in trouble and all of these things. You've got to set your love upon me. Our first love has to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? God desires the church to get to the place where they don't just use him for blessings, but long to know him intimately. And I want to say this to you. Let 2020 be a year where you make it a focus and ambition to know God intimately. How do you know God intimately? Well, the usual, you spend time in his word. You get to know his word. You also Holy spirit to give you revelation. You spend time in prayer every single day. Build your relationship with God. That's how you get to know him. And God will reveal himself to you. 
That place of intimacy is the place where we touch the heart of God and receive from him abundantly. That is so important for us to understand. So I want to encourage you to seek the Lord of breakthroughs deeply in 2020. Make it a focus, Lord. I will, I, I want to know you. I want to thirst. Like Jesus said, I'm thirsty to know more about you. I'm thirsty to get to know you more and more. I want, I'm thirsting for more of you in my life. Do that in 2020. Position yourself to deepen your love for God with the help of the Holy Spirit. Position yourself. Look at the early church, the apostles, the disciples. How did they walk with God? They walked in God's power and authority continuously. But if you look at what characterizes them above all else, is their deep, deep love for Jesus. Man, if you read the New Testament, you, particularly the book of Acts and so on, you'll find that they had such a deep, deep love for Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you to develop a deep love like that for the Father, for the Holy Spirit. The disciples, the early church, experienced breakthroughs all the time, not just in their own lives, but in the lives of other people. They were prepared to lay down their lives if necessary because they love God so much. The question that we as a church of 2020 need to ask ourselves, are we prepared to lay down our lives for Jesus? He laid down his life for me. He laid down his life for you. But are you prepared to lay down your life for him? That is a true sign of love. And I believe that as we set our heart to serve God with a heart of love, like the early church disciples did, we will receive his mighty touch in our lives and experience mighty supernatural miracles, breakthroughs like never before. Amen and amen. Come on, church, give the Lord a mighty hand of praise for his word this morning. Thank you for listening to this message. If it has blessed you, get in contact with us by visiting our website at www.victorycenton.co.za.